Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Wolf Packer Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am joined by Noah Fleischman, and we're here to break down the Clemson win. What a performance by NC State! That was an old school, hard, tough together win for the Wolf Pack, and we're here to talk through all of it, all of the highlights, all of the key moments, and um, you know, all of the interesting stats. From if you look at the box score, you'd say, "How did NC State win this game?" And they won it by, you know, being opportunistic, making plays when it counted, and defending home field and beating Clemson in Cardiff-Finley Stadium for the second time in a row. Before we get into all of the details, um, a quick housekeeping note. Um, Noah and I are both reporters for TheWolfPacker.com. That is NC State's website on the On3 network. Go check it out. Right now, you know, we have free articles to read. We have premium articles to read. It's only $1, though. To access those premium stories. That's recruiting scoops. That's um, you know, team analysis for both basketball teams and football and um wrestling, just everything and anything you could ask for, we've got it over at thewolfpacker.com. Go join the website for only one dollar. That also gets you access to our premium message board, fun community of NC State fans. You can talk, debate, um, celebrate a win, um, commiserate after a loss, just uh, you know. Good community over there. Noah and I are on those boards all the time as well and always looking to have fun conversations about the Wolf Pack. All right, go check it out. It's thewolfpacker.com. Only $1 to join right now. All right, Noah, let's dive into it. Um, 24-17. Um, this is the fourth time in eight games that NC State has scored exactly 24 points so far this season. And this time it was enough to leave with a win. I, I, I mean, shoot. 
it was a one score game and Clemson had an opportunity to drive down the field and tie it potentially in the final minutes that fourth quarter. But it felt like NC State was in control for a lot of that game. It, they came out of that bye week incredibly focused with a good game plan and executed well. Noah, just uh, before you know, I give my take on it, I, I want to hear what you think. What, what are your initial thoughts on um, the Wolfpack's win? Yeah, if you look at the numbers and you don't look at the score, you say NC State loses this game just by looking at it. You know, Clemson outgained them 364 to 202. Um, they had 21 first downs, NC State's nine first downs. NC State had seven three and outs. Clemson had three three and outs. But the biggest thing is, you know, the defense came up big when it needed to. The offense did too. It made some timely plays. But if you really look at it, I think the defense won NC State this game. Two interceptions, one a pick six from Peyton Wilson. And at the end of the game, Clemson gets the ball back with four minutes, 23 seconds. Great punt, puts them at their own eight. They ran 14 plays, only to go 35 yards, end the game at their own 43-yard line, turnover on down to 14 seconds. Took them four minutes, run 14 plays. They only went 35 yards. The defense came up big, did not let them cross midfield, didn't give them any momentum. And that final drive, I think that's the biggest the biggest turning point of this game. I know we're going to talk about that. I think that might be it right there. Clemson is talented offense. They, you know, they've got pieces that should be, you know, perennially a contender in the ACC, like they have been for the past, you know, 13, 14, 15 years. But, you know, NC State's defense came up big um, when their offense made timely plays, you know, two big plays set up two touchdowns. Um, that's all they really needed to do. Um, since you get a touchdown through the defense. So I think that that that's the biggest thing. Defense played well. Um, you know, Clemson only had two drives that went 10 players or longer, and one was their last drive. So defense was able to get off the field pretty well. Um, gave up 17 points, but I think that was okay since they scored seven of their own. So, you know, really, in, in theory, you take that away. You're like, okay, they gave 10 points. You, you can count that touchdown as the trade-off there a little bit. So you take that. I think all day long, but overall, great win for NC State. Clemson's in a down year, but I think anytime NC State can beat them, that's a, it's a good win for the program. And it is their second win, or in the last three tries. I know that's it's been a point that people want to make. So there you go. It's it's their second win in the last three tries against the Tigers. So, and second in the last two tries in Raleigh. Yeah, and I mean, you know, um, Devin Boykin mentioned it after the game. He was like, "Hey, like the the crowd like made a difference." It, it, it was a loud atmosphere. Hats off to Wolfpack Nation. They showed up. Um, of course, it was a sellout, and uh, and it, it was legitimately very loud. You could hear it from the press box. It, it was a really, really cool environment. The student section was um, maybe the best I've seen it all year. Maybe in my two seasons here, it might have been the best student section I've seen at um, Carter-Finley Stadium. They really came to, um, to make an impact on this one, and it showed up. Um, yeah, a couple more stats going off of what you were saying. Their average time of possession was two minutes, 24 seconds. Like NC State was getting off the field quick. Like Clemson has a, um, a, a solid rushing offense with um, Phil Maffa and Will Shipley, who um, obviously we're, we're hoping he's okay. That was a scary injury um, during the game there where he had to um, come off the field and miss the rest of the game. But um, those are two really, really talented running backs. NC State did a good job containing that rushing offense and forcing Clemson to throw 50 times. 50 times. And um, in 50 passing attempts, they only ended up with 263 yards. 
I think that's a good number. Like, Cade Clubbick didn't play, play like an awful game by any stretch of the imagination under center for um, Clemson. But, um, you know, NC State took advantage of the opportunities it got. It um it was getting into the backfield. It only recorded two. They only recorded two sacks. Um, but those sacks were extremely timely ones by um Jalen Scott and Davin Van. Um, and you know, it was impressive because once they figured out that they weren't necessarily going to get to Clubnik every single time, they started going for def- deflections. And um, that's why you have to give a hat your hats off to um Devon Betty. He had two pass breakups, including the one that led to the pick six. Like he, he, he had a great game and uh, just really impressed with how he was able to, you know, get in passing lanes. Um, Davin Van was able to disrupt passing lanes as well. It was a really good overall defensive effort and um, good adjustments throughout the day by the Wolfpack defense. Um, it's a great win. Uh, I, we said it walking back to our cars after leaving the stadium. Uh, five and three sounds a lot better than um four four and four right so it's a it's a big time result for them it clearly felt good for the program it was it was a confidence boosting win and it's one of those where you know Clemson's Clemson uh, Dave Dorn doesn't have the best record against Clemson this is his second win against the Tigers and um so whenever you beat them you get that textile bowl trophy which is massive by the way if you haven't seen it it is a massive trophy um Whenever you can get that back in the Murphy Center, it's a good result. And this is going to be one of those that um, it's going to be one that could help define a season turnaround here. It's going to be really interesting to see where, where we head, because if you look at the ACC standings, Noah, there is a deadlock in the middle there. There are a lot of two lost teams and NC State is going to have a chance to finish in the top half of the ACC, despite what um, I think most Wolfpack fans would characterize as a pretty disappointing start to the year. So a lot of reasons to be excited. Um, just, you know, the offense wasn't perfect. Um, you know, KC, he broke off that 50-yard run. If you take that out, they averaged on 0.5 yards per carry. Um, that's not going to get it done. But also, you're going against one of the best run-stopping defenses in the country. I think, um, you know, it wasn't realistic to expect them to rack up a ton of yards on the ground. You probably want to see a little bit better performance than that but um still they just didn't hurt themselves I think that was the most encouraging sign even when things aren't working they're not forcing it they're not turning the ball over they're not committing unnecessary penalties it was an overall very positive performance in every phase of the game for the pack and um it's hard to not to feel that leave that matchup feeling pretty good so Noah um you know for the listeners of the show if um this is your first time listening. Um, every week, we just like to give out a turning point of the game, um, a point of the game where we just felt like it just flipped the momentum on its head in either, um, you know, the Wolfpack's favor or otherwise. So, no, in your opinion, what was the moment of this game where you were like, oh, things are very much trending in NC State's direction here? I kind of mentioned earlier with the end of that last drive, but if you go back a little bit, I'll stick on the defensive side of the ball. Peyton Wilson's pick six was a really big turning point in this game. You you kind of knew that the defense was going to need to get turnovers. They forced two. One interception in the first quarter, um, Devin Boykin. NC State's offense takes advantage, scores a touchdown off it, and goes, okay, that's that was a goal they needed to do. Get a turnover and get points. Because you can't get a turnover and give the ball back, and then doesn't it kind of doesn't matter. He gets the, the interception. 
returns it back himself. Touchdown. That's a big – he dives into the end zone. Pretty big style points right there. And it gets the crowd going even more. And, you know, his touchdown, um, you know, puts him up in the third quarter by two scores. Mm-hmm. And it goes, all right, like, they're back in the driver's seat. Because it seemed like Clemson was starting to get some momentum a little bit. They had scored a touchdown. They they were rolling a little bit. And it was like, this is this is the turning point. Throw the interception in the third quarter on really – I think that was the first play of the drive. And that's a pretty big turning point there. And, and NC State was able to, to take advantage. And, and the rest, you know, was history. They didn't score in the fourth quarter, but they didn't need to. The defense, you know, came up pretty big there late. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, an important part of that is you mentioned they didn't score in the fourth quarter, but they did in every other quarter. It, it wasn't <laughs> like there was these long, um, prolonged droughts for um, scoring droughts for the pack. And uh, I think that was important. It, it, and I'd say the biggest drought and the most significant, you know, stretch of the game was in the second and into the third quarter where um, they punted on four straight possessions. And that's when you start started to feel like, oh, gosh, is the defense going to start to get worn down here? They're on the field a lot. Like, w- what's going to happen? But that's why that pick six was so huge because it just flipped the momentum just so strong. It, that is the turning point of the game. I think it is impossible to pick any other moment because that was so huge. You know, Peyton Wilson running back, scoring in the corner of the end zone in front of the student section. The crowd was fired up. Everyone was fired up. You got to love to see the defensive touchdown. And, um, yeah, that, that that swung the game in the Wolfpack's favor. I, I, once that happened, I felt pretty good that um, the Wolfpack was going to leave Carter-Finley Stadium with a win. And, um, you know, I, I have two quick ones. And it's, you know, it's the uh, two offensive touchdown drives. Um, after that uh, pick six play, NC State forces another stop. Um, and then they, they get the ball back. And then it's the quick slant to KC that he proceeds to break and take 72 yards to the end zone. I mean, holy crap. I, I, it, it was cool because, you know, they moved him around so much. They asked him to do so much. But I don't think we'd really seen him – play an outside receiver role that much this season. So they, so they line him up. And the guy starts in press coverage, the defensive back, and backs up, goes off of him. And then KC breaks off a quick slant. And if you've watched KC this season, you knew that that, that defensive back, like I, I I don't care if it's um Darrell Revis at this point. Like he's not he's not tackling him. KC is a tough guy to tackle. And he he breaks it and takes it to the end zone and you know I'm, his yards after contact this season are already ridiculous, and he's going to get like 60 more on top of that after that play. So um, just, you know, that was a great play, and that, you know, opened up the lead to a, you know, insurmountable gap for the Tigers. But what I want to go with, it was just a tone-setting moment of this matchup was, um, you know, um, Devin Boykin's interception. So we read it perfectly. It was an overthrow. He hauls in the interception. But then – NC State turned that into points. Four plays, 60 yards. Again, KC breaking off that explosive play. But it just set the tone. It, 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 it sent a loud message that after, you know, against Duke, against Notre Dame, where you're, they didn't take advantage of these crucial, critical turnover um, moments, these momentum shifts, that they made it very clear in this game that that was not going to happen. When they got an opportunity, when they were given gifts by the opponent, they cashed them in. They made some great plays, and um, NC State deserves a ton of credit for that. 
Noah, did you have anything you wanted to point out there? Yeah, you know, you talk about lining KC up at, you know, outside receiver. PFF said he played one snap at outside receiver. Touchdown. Pretty wow, good. Okay. Pretty good percentage of lining him up at outside. So one snap at outside receiver against Clemson ends in a touchdown. He played 20 um, in the slot. So, you know what? I think uh, we might see him there a little more. Teams will know it's coming, but that one's just one missed tackle, and boom, he's gone. Exactly what happened. So I just thought that was, you know, interesting stat of little creative game planning actually, you know, pays off there. They had two weeks to prepare. We, we talked about it, you know, in the press box. The offense got creative, I think, in the first half a lot. A lot of different looks, different things. Brennan Armstrong and MJ Morris on the field together. Different things. Just they had two weeks prepared. They were they were pulling out of the stops, and it, and it worked. So I think that's good to see from Robert and I. Yes, the offense struggled at times, but it also showed life at times. And you got to give credit where credit's due. Yes, the offense hasn't been the best at times this year, but some creative game, some creative game planning led to some some broken plays and some big big touchdowns. So I think that, you know, Robert and I, for, for all the flack that he's gotten this year, I think, you know, it's, you got to, to, to point out when when he pulls out something that works and, and that, that that was one of those things that worked. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you mentioned just like timely plays, which I think that's the story of the game. And um, I think that warrants a shout-out for um, Keon Lassane, another guy who just – he hasn't quite had that like breakout game this year at, at the outside receiver spot. But – uh. He had two catches today, and um, I was shocked when I saw he only had 24 yards and two catches. Like, if you would have asked me, it would I would have said catches. more because it just felt like I would have those said catches were more, so impactful, just so crucial moments. One of them was a third and long conversion, and um, it was just um, it was cool to see him come in. He and you know he's the senior leader, he's the captain, he, he's a guy that they count on to make plays like that, and he showed up and he made a couple huge plays. So, um, you know, you know, tip of the cap to him as well. All right. We're going to dive into some game balls, talk about what this means for the season and all of that. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Um, whether you're looking for tickets to, you know, a Hurricanes game, the NC State basketball season opener, um, men's or women's, check it out on the Game Time app. You can find tickets to any game, concert, comedy show, Whatever you want, you can find it there. Um, right now, I'm looking at tickets for the UNC-NC State game. Big news, the um, prices have dropped a little bit on the Game Time app. You can now find a ticket for $86 and a pretty sweet view. I'll, I'll hold it up um, so you can see it if you're watching on YouTube. This is by far my favorite thing about the app, right? You can see exactly the view that you would be seeing if you were in the seat. It cuts out a step of that ticket buying process, which I really appreciate. And um, I use Game Time. Noah uses Game Time. It's a good app. They keep it simple for you, straightforward. You can get the app on your phone, or on you can look it up on your web browser at GameTime.co. It's not .com. That's .co. So go check it out. And if you do check it out, and you decide, all right, yep, I'm gonna go get those UNC NC State tickets. Um, use code Wolfpack. That's all caps Wolfpack. For $20 off your first purchase, it's a good deal. Um, so go check it out. It's game time. Um, and, hey, thanks for sponsoring our show, Game Time. All right, let's dive back into it. Uh, there are plenty of standout individual performances to acknowledge from this game. Noah has a site up on – or an article up on our website where he detailed some of his players of the game. And um, – sorry, getting a phone call. 
But um, Noah, let's go ahead and dive into one of the standout performances. Who was one of your players of the game? Let's take an easy one. You know, Peyton Wilson, he is a guy who left the game early, injured, which in, in all of the post-game kind of didn't get brought up. Sure, we'll find out more tomorrow about his his status. Um, but he, he had his helmet on on the sideline. He, he looked like he was yeah. trying to come back in. So I think it's not anything too serious. But his game ball, eight tackles, and he played, you know, they, the defense played 80. Um, pulling it up right now. Defense played 81 snaps. He played 52 of them. Still finished the game third in tackles for the team. Eight tackles, two of them solo. Tackle, two, one and a half tackles for a loss in the pick six. Pick six is the defining moment of this game. Without him, I don't think they win the game. Picks without that pick six, it's a tied game. Anything happens. Um, you take him and Kevin Concepcion away. It's a totally different game. So it's we'll like Peyton Wilson or a broken record with taking Peyton Wilson. But when someone is playing an all American caliber season and is probably gonna win the Buckets Award for the best linebacker in college football, I think it's it's a given of <laughs> how much of an impact he really makes on this team. It's gonna show up every week. Yeah. And um yeah, like you said, it, it seemed like he, he got a lot. He went into the injury tent after it, he got hurt and um, got some you know attention from the medical staff. But after that, it, se- it seemed like, you know, he, it was mostly just, you know, spending time walking up and down the sideline, doing a little jogging, testing out his leg. And, um, you know, you don't want to say definitively, but speculatively, it, it seems like it might not be a serious thing. Obviously, that's ideal. It's a completely different defense um, with Peyton Wilson on the field. He's like the best. He's the best linebacker in the country, like you said. So, hopefully, they can have him back for the Miami game as well. But my first game ball is going to recognize someone who you know kind of helped. Like he, he he not only helped replace the production, he helped fill Peyton Wilson's role. Sean Brown. Oh my gosh! So he he finished this game. With 11 tackles, right? To, that paced the pack. Six solo. That also paced the pack. A tackle for loss. And um, by the end of the game, I don't know if you know the listeners noticed, he was playing outside linebacker. He was playing um, in Peyton Wilson's role because they thought he had the best shot of um, covering the back out of the backfield. So just what a performance. He hadn't practiced that. He wasn't prepared to do that. But he stepped up, and he was part of a secondary that stepped up as a whole. They had a great game. It was really impressive. And um, Sean Brown is a huge part of this defense now. He's really developed into a really, really good player as a redshirt sophomore. And, he, and he's going to be, um, I think, one of the better defensive backs in the ACC by the end of his career at NC State. Um, just an amazing run stopper, solid tackler. Just really, really impressive day from him for him. I think the sky's the limit. For, um, for Sean. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and give out my second one, uh, and it's going to be my obvious pick of the day. We'll, we'll, we'll go with KC. I, I mean, it's easy to get into a spot where you can say, what more can you say about this guy? Because he has been so awesome as a true freshman. But, um, you know, I think we need to talk about his football IQ. The staff asks him to do a lot, right? They're putting him in the backfield, taking handoffs. He is you know, running, as Doran said, every route imaginable as a slot receiver, as an outside receiver. They asked him to do so much as a, you know, one year ago, he was getting ready for his senior year high school playoffs. <laughs> like 
the, the, he has been on ca- college campus for less than a year. And um, he's already one of the better receivers in the ACC. Um, maybe the best freshman receiver in the country. Like, he, he is just putting together an incredible season. He is having, you know, just a, a year to remember. And um, yeah, the, that, that continued this week with his, um, you know, he, he led the team with uh, 134 all-purpose yards. Uh, the next closest person was Michael Allen with 31. So, you know, very, very impressive day for um for casey there and he and you know he's a star uh nc state nailed that recruiting evaluation because he's going to be a good player for a long time uh noah who's your second game ball it's not an obvious one this is a guy who i think he goes under the radar a little bit go to caden newcaster nine punts 369 yards average of 41 yards punt. he had a long of 52 but four inside the 20, he flipped the field a lot, especially on that last drive where Clemson had to start on their own eight-yard line um, and have to basically go the length of the field if they wanted to tie the game. His guy's been consistent basically all the year. I think he had one bad punt that we've seen this season. He shook that one off and, and has punted really well the rest of the way. So his guy, he's also a young player on this team, and he's, he's punting really, really well. So I think that I think that's good to see. And – NC State's turning into punter university. They've got two in the NFL. If he keeps the, this up for the next couple of years, he'll be in the NFL. So, I mean, hey, you can't really take that for granted of, of that guy being a weapon, of, of being able to – if your offense isn't doing well, just flip the field, let the defense go to work, and it, and it worked. You know, that happened. Peyton Wilson's 15-yard interception return for a touchdown comes right after a punt. So, I believe that came right after a punt. So, you know um, – I think you can't really, you know, can't really knock it. I think that's exactly what you want to see. It did come right after a punt. So good to see. Yeah. And, you know, he's another guy where it seems like he, like, I don't know if I've ever classified a punter as clutch. And, uh, and that's probably my own fault. But um, for two games in a row, Caden's had, um, or two home games in a row, I should say. Caden has had um, punts that have just pinned the opposing team way back inside their own 10 and made it really difficult to mount a game-tying drive. Like, the defense has played great, but thanks to Caden, they've had some long fields to defend. So so hats off to Caden. You're right. You don't take him for granted. Holy crap, no. And um, that kind of – I'll throw a third game ball in before we move on just because I don't think we've mentioned him yet. But um, Braden Narvison – you know, hit his only attempt from 41 yards. Uh, he's 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 having a great year right now. He's nine for 11 on the season, um, and uh, that includes seven of eight from, or my bad, um, six of seven from beyond 40 yards or beyond. That that's a very very efficient mark. Very impressive season for a kicker who, um, you know, taking over for Christopher Dunn, he had big shoes to fill. Um, uh, but uh, he, he, he's done so very well and, um, you know, doing so in big moments. So good to see him do that. You know, Wolfpack record holder with his 57-yarder against Duke. And um, he's putting together a really, really good year in his loan campaign in Raleigh. All right, let's look forward a little bit. So you now stand 5-3 and three on the season. You need one more win to achieve bowl eligibility. I'm going to say it. I think they're going to get there. I feel pretty good about them getting another win at this stretch of the schedule. You, you, you get Miami at home, 
Wake Forest and Virginia Tech on the road, and then UNC at home in that classic rivalry matchup. So, Noah, based on you know the conversations we had during the bye week this week as well, um, and you know we we've talked a lot about how we viewed the rest of this season. How does this win impact how you viewed the the final third of um the Wolfpack's regular season? A lot. Um, just gonna put it out there, Clemson. If you beat them and their defense and how well they play, it, it opens the door for what these last four games have to offer. Miami went to overtime with with Virginia last night at home. They they pulled it out. Um, and then Wake Forest is not having a great year. Virginia Tech has did not start with a great year. They're playing well now. And then North Carolina has been up and down too. So people were asking at the bye week, are they going to win another game this year? Well, they win the first one. And honestly, I'm going to take an optimistic approach here. They will be in the last four games. I don't see these last four games being a blowout. They could go 4-0 in the last four games. They could go 1-3 in the last four games. But I think that I definitely think they're going to be in every single game the rest of the way. Um, and if they can beat Miami this weekend, and we're really early, we're six days away, 8 o'clock at Carter-Finley Stadium, ACC Network, they win that game. I think 5-0 and on these last five games is very, very possible. It's a tall test. Tyler Van Dyke's one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC, but they win that one. 5-0 and is possible. If you go 5-0, and the ACC title game is not out of the question. You need help. Duke losing helps. You do need Louisville to lose, and I think Duke needs to lose one more time. But it's possible. I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself, though. I think bowl eligibility is definitely going to happen now. With four games to play, Wake Forest being one of them, you don't want to call any game. That's a sure win. But you look at what's on what's in, in front of them. They only need one win in the last four weeks to do it. So that's good to see. And you know, we talked about it leaving the stadium yesterday. You know, for as bad you know as bad as people made it seem, this starts the year that NC State had. They're five and three, which you feel really good at five and three rather than four and four. Dave Doran has only had two seasons at NC State where they didn't have seven wins or more. It's pretty good in his first 10 seasons. He's in year 11. He's on track to maybe hit seven, eight wins again, maybe nine wins. Nine wins would be a remarkable turnaround for this team from what we saw the first seven weeks. Um, but we'll see. Plenty of games left to play. I'm optimistic. You know, count me in the optimistic boat. Maybe it's just because, you know, I don't know, but I think, you know, NC State can win the game against Clemson with their offense playing not too great. Defense plays really well. If the offense just plays decent down the stretch, I think they've got a chance to win all four. And, you know, you know, listeners might be going like, man, Ethan and Noah, like I've been reading your articles for the past couple of weeks. I've been listening to the podcast like where did this total like vibe shift come from? But that, that's, that's what happens when you pick up a win against Clemson like this, it was a very important win. And um, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to win out personally, but I think they have a good shot to, to, to win every single game they're going to play. I mean, Miami at home, Oh man, talk about a good environment. I'm excited for that. I'm getting ready. It's going to, it's going to be a good one. That's going to be a packed Carter Finley stadium in prime time. We haven't gotten to really see like the lights as much as we did last season. So that, that'll be all um, in effect with the new scoreboard and everything. That'll be cool. Um, Wake Forest on the road. 
Wake Forest is bad, but also it's at Wake Forest. And um, if you're an in-state fan, you know how um, how, how difficult Winston-Salem can be for, um, for for this program. And then at Virginia Tech, another tough road environment. But um, again, not a um, not not an elite team. They're four and four this season. That that should be a game they can absolutely win, even on the road. And UNC at home. Um, I mean. You've been watching their past couple of games. No, they have. They haven't exactly looked like um, the top ten team that they got ranked to be. So, it'll be interesting to see how this stretch turns out. I am very excited to see how it goes. Uh, it all this win, yeah, it, it makes a difference. And I think we would also be remiss not to mention that um, Dave Dorn picked up his hundredth win, huge milestone for the head coach. Um, he also tied the all-time wins record at NC State, tied Earl Edwards. So really cool. That, that, that's a really cool milestone for um, the Wolfpack um, head whistle. And, um, you know, he, he's got a good shot to break that record and um, be fully entrenched in Wolfpack history this season. I'm looking forward to it. I know Noah is too. Um, we're in the middle of writing up all of our post-game coverage. There's a ton of good content on the Wolfpacker.com from this game. Um, Dorn had some choice words after the game for um, some of the doubters around the program, including Panthers legend Steve Smith. So um, go check it out, and um, we'll have a bunch of cool stuff up throughout the week to talk about it and then prepare for the Miami game. Thank you all so much for listening. This was a fun episode, um, fun game to watch, fun game to cover. And, um, you know, we'll see if it's a sign of things to come this year. And uh, we can't wait to talk about it all with you all. Thank you so much. Um, go check out thewolfpacker.com. My name is Ethan McDowell. Um, thanks, Noah, for joining us. And have a good Sunday. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 